girl music at the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. Here we are, another week closer to the end of the year, but in no way slowing down from discovering new music. See, that's the best part of the final weeks for me. I'm swapping playlists and albums and coming through social media and chats to see what all everyone has enjoyed throughout 2019. That's why I usually try to hold off until the end of the year to talk about my favorites in a published list form because there's just so many and I always keep finding more. And folks are already talking about the best of the decade. I'm still trying to find out what my best snack of the week was. I'm pretty sure it was carrots and hummus. But at least with music, it's always a delectable treat for us to hear from so many different musicians. And this week's guest is no exception. I'm joined by Breakup Haircut, all the way from London, who have kindly invited me to check out all of the Victorian cemeteries when I inevitably cross the pond for a visit. Uh, This band has a special bond of forming over a first shows festival where they learn to play and write together as a tight unit. And Breakup Haircut have put out some phenomenal music this fall with their EP, What Did You Expect? I Got Off the Internet. Love that title, by the way. (laughs) They're effortlessly charming and some of the truest punks I've met in music. We talked about their songwriting style, how they've all learned from each other, collaborating, working with friends, and so much more. So with all that in mind, let's hear some more of their music and then dig into the interview. Cool and dumb. 
welcome Break a Haircut to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things going? Oh, Yay, good. good. It's, a, it's a Friday night and we're here with five cats and one dog and we're talking to you. So what could be better? <laughs> That's so awesome and I'm happy to be digitally a part of the party. That's pretty cool, being able to chat with you. You're all the way in London, so that's pretty sick. <laughs> it's it, it's uh, pretty rainy right now, to it's, be fair. It's very rainy. Same! Yeah. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> raining here. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's, no. it's, I sweat. I'm it's, kind of enjoying the autumn. <laughs> it's like, it's moving very well to, towards winter, and it's getting wetter and wetter, which is a bit not great when you're outside. It's <laughs> scorchy. Yeah. I believe it. We get a little bit of the same here, oddly enough, in Florida. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm going on holiday in Florida in a week and a half, so. Are you really? Yeah. That's amazing. Where are you headed? Um, Venice and Orlando and maybe Tampa. Nice. Um, So I may be around in Tampa because I'm living in the St. Pete area. That's like half an hour away. Okay. So that's awesome. You have some really cool areas you're hitting up. Um, where are we going? Oh no, sorry. <laughs> where am I going? Uh, yeah, I'm going to like theme parks and, and NASA and um, all the all the Halloween stuff, Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, you're going to have a great time. There's so much of that going on right now in the theme parks. That whole area is the best spot to be this time of year. Yeah, um, yeah, goth Christmas. It's, it's <laughs> Do you have any recommendations? Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, you're already going to Universal, so for like uh, for like the Halloween stuff, I'm assuming the Halloween Horror Nights. Hell yeah. Yeah, there's so much there. I mean, you're going to have a great time between that and they do like, there's so many things to do as far as that goes, like just with Universal. If you have time to pop over to Disney, there's a lot of new stuff they're adding over there. Yeah, we've we done Disney, it's uh, drained off money. Oh, yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. It's expensive. I have an annual pass actually because I go so much and it's cheaper to do it that way. But yeah, it's uh, because I only live like an hour from Orlando. It's kind of wild. Um, but yeah, there's so much to do. I mean, if you have time and you want to see local music, um, because the fest is coming up, there's a bunch of like local shows happening and stuff. I was just complaining that I only just found out that fest was happening yesterday. <gasps> booked in date specific stuff to Universal when it's happening, and like at least half of my all-time favorite bands are playing there, like Screaming Females, Warriors. Yeah. me. Was it Answering Machines playing there too? Yes. There's so many cool bands. Like I was looking at all the lists and was like, oh man, like I can't go, but that makes oh, sad. so close. <laughs> there, Sheer Maga playing here. So I'm like, all my favorite bands. There's so much. I mean, there's, there's pop-up shows that happen. So like, you know, Games, there's shows that happen in Orlando that's like a pre-pre-fest that goes on and stuff. You can get in and see a lot of those bands for like 10 bucks. Like, yeah. So like when you're around, keep an eye out. I'll have to like message you or something and send you a list because, but that's so, that's so cool that you're going to be in Florida. I never usually have that happen when I talk to bands from abroad. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to be there in like a week. <laughs> yeah. Like you can get in on some of these $10 shows. <laughs> yeah. There's just, get, like, I don't think that happens anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it's all of our DIY gigs and stuff. It's kind of amazing. But yeah, there's a couple of like venues in like downtown Orlando. And like, if you're into like collecting records and like looking for comics and that kind of stuff, I can recommend you some spots in Tampa and Orlando for sure. Comic books are my other favorite thing apart from uh, rock music. So, Heck yeah. Awesome. I'll have to send you some recommendations for all that stuff. But yeah, Florida expert here. Got you. (laughs) 
Cheers. Yeah, no, I look forward to, uh, to the list. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to talk to all of you. You all have always seemed like really amazing. This conversation just got me already all the more hyped. Um, so if you all don't mind, actually, can you kind of go around and introduce yourselves and what instrument you kind of play in Breakup Haircut? Sure. Should we go, oh, we want to go right to left again. Okay. Uh, I'm Ishani and I play guitar and sing in Breakup Haircut. I'm Jordan, I'm the drummer. I'm Ripley, uh, I play bass and I also do some singing. Uh, and I'm Delphine and I play lead guitar and sometimes the occasional, uh, do the occasional uh, shouting. <laughs> That's so awesome. And I have to say, I love your sound and you all seem like you've already got like really great chemistry together as a group. So that's really sick. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. We, we, we try. <laughs> we, we have like a lot, of, put a lot of effort into making this like more fun than it is anything else. Yeah. How have you done that? Um, well, when like Ripley drafted us all um, in, in a group called First Timers, which is like a festival um, where every band plays its first ever show. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, like it's a thing. I think it's also a thing. They have one in maybe maybe Melbourne. Um, the, like it originally started over here, a DIY space for London, and then they like took it over there. Um, and now it's kind of moving a little bit around the world. But it's like um, they have a bunch of workshops at the beginning of the year where people learn their instruments, so they learn like what they're doing, and then like they kind of, bands are welcome to kind of form however they will. And that's kind of Ripley was looking for a band. And was very specific about it, like being a safe space for people. Um, so we kind of went in with those ideals, which was great and has been really helpful, I think. Yeah, like I'd, I'd been in, um, I'd been in some groups before that either hadn't gone anywhere, or I'd, I'd been in one that I'd quit because it had become quite a toxic environment, and people mm. weren't treating each other right or, or respecting each other, and it just wasn't. You know, there were a lot of very talented musicians, but it just wasn't wasn't fun. Um, so yeah with this one it was kind of like I'd, I'd been recommended the first timers group as a place to kind of find like-minded people who wanted to play diy punk and i was like okay this kind of i just you know been in and out of stuff that hadn't worked for a while and that last one was just such a downer that i was like okay let's if this doesn't work i don't know what will happen you know i don't know what i'll do i guess i'll like play bass on my own for a bit um and luckily yeah this this one panned out and i just straight up front was just like i, I, I like this to be yeah like, like we said a safe space anyone can like we can try new ideas anyone can have a go at anything within the band so we've not got set roles um and that just we we put first like having fun and looking after each other yeah like some uh, a few people in this band have like done stuff for the first time like written their first songs or like wow have we done any instrument switching not yet but like i've never sung before there you go. It's an and instrument switch. Delphine's learning to, to sing and chat as That's well. That's true. Yeah. Like, so people are, like, doing their first singing and also their first songwriting. It's just, it's really cool to be, to oh, witness yeah. that yeah, in each I'm other. Yeah, I'm learning bass as well. So, we yeah. yeah. There's sometimes when we are a bit too, we want to goof about and um, have a bit of fun. We just Absolutely. try and yeah. switch instruments and see what, what, what comes out of that because we're villains drumming as well. So, we kind of switch. Yeah, we're, we're all about. quietly learning to drum. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he doesn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so neat, though. Are you teaching each other, or are you kind of taking on the, ins the different instruments, like, independently? A bit of both. Yeah, like, Jordan's been giving me some really good tips on drumming. And, like, yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I have drum lessons, too, so I'm still... <laughs> I'm just trying to stay ahead. Of, of the game. Yeah. We were learning on, you know... 
on the well the little spare time we might find and then we kind of gather and share yeah um skills and uh, ideas and we run it if you have ideas we just run it past everyone and then everyone has kind of input because not everybody is very artistic in that sense so it might feel a bit um unfamiliar so if someone Hishani has a stronger background in like musical theory so it's good to help with writing to see if something sounds right or doesn't and then we can make it better and that kind of stuff which is quite the collaborative aspect is actually really really nice because then it's less difficult to put something forward because you know you won't be judged for what you're putting mm -hmm. out and be supported in that sense so that's quite nice yeah yeah it makes a nice change from the outside world <laughs> like it really it really does i i like this band is where i learned to like teamwork as an adult so that's, that's been, so important been, yeah it's been nice to have like positive experiences of that that's so neat so did any of you play music before first timers or did was it like what was it like did you kind of first learn to play instruments as this group or was anybody playing music before that Go yeah, um, I kind of did some folksy stuff in my bedroom and I, like I had a bunch of things like I had a big Radiohead phase where I tried to write a bunch of complicated music and then I had a Kim Wilson phase where I was like I'm only going to use two chords uh, but all of it was by myself and that like kind of made me sad so mm -hmm. I was really relieved to be here. <laughs> uh, yeah, well I mean I played in a brass band like proper proper and then just sort of like little bits here and there that never actually went anywhere. That's sort of, that's also how I, how Ripley found me, because I was the, the drummer for about eight minutes in this band, and then you said you needed a drummer, and she recommended me because in those eight <laughs> minutes I was uh, I was good. <laughs> well, yeah, good. Do you vary the amount of minutes every time you tell that story? <laughs> no, eight minutes is the actual amount. Of yeah, I've, uh, I'm, I'm self-taught at bass. Um, I, at, at university, I got, um, I got, a, you got some, I, I was on like a, a niche course, I was doing engineering and you got given money for however many A's you got um, at A-levels, so the exams would be before you go to uni. And um, so I spent half of that on books, some of which are still in shrink wrap to this day, and then someone <laughs> I, I was trying to teach myself six string badly and someone told me, oh, you know, you look more like a bassist and at 19 I went, huh, bass, huh? <laughs> spent the rest of that grant on a bass. Um, and, and yeah, just, just I've, I've literally just never, never had a lesson, although Jordan's recommended, like, not, not in a bad way, in a good way, that like lessons are actually probably good to like broaden my horizons. So I'm, I'm probably going to look into some of those maybe next year actually because I want to learn maybe some disco and funk type stuff but I've um yeah just just self-taught myself uh the whole way been been in and out of a few bands that yeah haven't haven't really either haven't lasted very long or just just weren't pleasant environments I guess and then and then luckily yeah at the end of this I come out here which is just it's really yeah some of the best decisions I've made in my life actually to be fair can't wait to become a disco band <laughs> 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 I love the octaves, <laughs> disco punk, like like what's it? The, the gossip. I love stuff like that. <laughs> um, and I um I learned the guitar when I was a teenager uh, because I wanted to be in a rock band, and uh, I never made it into a rock band. Uh, also, I did a lot of sports, so sports kind of took over rather than music. And um, 
didn't play the guitar for about 15 years and forgot how to play. And um, with the help of my pen friend in England, who became my real life friend, uh, I started learning the guitar again because her partner runs a program called The Rock Project, which is basically teaching, um, it's a bit like a school of rock, but it's just teaching all the instruments um, that are in a rock, like the basic instruments, like drums, uh, vocals, bass, and guitar. And you have like a 45 minute tuition and then you play as a band which is quite nice because it makes it a bit more fun. You just learn covers and and then I joined this band after a while. So um, 12 year old me must, would have been nice, uh, happy to know that I finally joined the rock band. That is so cool. It's always nice when you can kind of have that fulfillment of like, yeah, I accomplished something that like kid me would be super proud of. Yeah, that's quite nice. I think we all might have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, it's so awesome for all of you to be able to connect that way and play music. Um, are there any artists or even people that you know that really just like motivated you, I guess, besides each other to learn how to play music? Like what's kind of your inspiration? Anyone got a good answer like up front? I guess mine, there's, yeah, there's literally, there's, there's pretty much no one musical in my, mine was like, um, I just really got into rock music in my teens. So, um, like, I, I think I, I lived in the States for a few years. Uh, I was a teenager and I think I was 13 and American Idiot came out. And that was like, like just, just got me right into like pop punk and stuff. And then, uh, and then emo happened and I got really into MCR and all of those bands. Yes. Right, MCR, yes. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, so it's like really, I really liked the idea of being in a band, but it seemed quite inaccessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started getting into uh, horror rock actually. And horror rock's quite like small, like it's not it's not the hugest genre, you know. So it was like um, I quite like Blitzkid from America and Zombina and the Skeletons from Britain, and uh, yeah, they were playing in like pubs and, and basements and like kind of you know little venues, singing about vampires and whatever. And I was like, oh, this actually seems like the sort of thing I could do, and this this seems accessible. And I got into seventies punk, and there's the whole like you know here's three chords, get a guitar, start a band, like that DIY attitude. And I was like, okay, like, you know, this, maybe I could have a go. You don't have to be like super expensive music videos and stadiums and stuff like, so that's, that's kind of, it. yeah. I never knew that Zombina was uh, British. Yeah. Actually, I just always assumed from their videos that they were American. No, nah, they're Liverpudlian. They got, got a proper like American, like Virginia vibe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I started playing music because when I was like four, my brother was a piano virtuoso and I was kind of like, oh, I just want to be like him. He was, and that's, that's the entire reason that I started playing. And then when I was like, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, so I had no friends. And then I went in my boredom, I just learned to play a bunch of instruments um, just in my room for fun. Like that's, that's what I did as a teenager instead of having friends. Hey, that's productive. It served me well. <laughs> that's awesome. No, you go. You got a good one. Um, you got a good one. I don't really have a good one. Well, it's not as fancy as these guys. Funnily enough, American Idiot was one of also the defining albums that uh, kind of changed in my. But just for the record, I'm slightly older than these kids. So um, as children. <laughs> so um, Ripley was what thirteen, so yeah, I was almost like ten years older than 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 them. So. Um, <laughs> I um, I just I'm a scientist by trade, and mm. uh, my brain doesn't work 
that's probably why I was a bit terrible when I was a teenager playing music because my, my brain just doesn't really do arts very well and it takes me these guys will attest that it takes me a much longer time a longer time to write things and I just wanted to do something artistic so I've now taken up music which helps and slowly my brain is not so rigid and scientific anymore it becomes a bit more uh, free in that sense and I can dump a whole lot of feelings in it which is great because then they're not in my brain anymore oh I still love that though that you're like a woman in stem in like yeah. science and technology and stuff and you're branching out into arts that's like so cool to me Oh, thank, well, yeah, thank you. I, I agree. I, I finally bridged it to both my side, both sides of my brain, which is actually quite nice. Yeah, definitely. Mm. That's so cool. Yeah, thank you. Jordan, you're up. Hey, can you ask a bit more? <laughs> oh. no. Um, no, my uh, granddad was a trumpet player. I remember I would be around at my grandma's and he'd just be in this room you just hear this like <laughs> horrible <laughs> trumpet sound echoing, <laughs> echoing through everything. But I really liked it. I was, so I wanted to play trumpet. I actually have have his like trumpet in my room. That I've, it's like really hard. Anyone who's good at playing trumpet is like it's talented. commendable. It's really, really difficult to get anything that's not horrible. <laughs> so I tried that and I was terrible. And then my uncle played guitar. And so I tried that as well. I'm also terrible at that, just because it's very fiddly. I'm just not not good at that. And then drums was a bit more. Uh, you could sort of. It's it's more difficult coordination wise, but it's less fiddly. <laughs> so it came from there. I never really did like band stuff. I just wanted to play it because it was just a, like fun exercise. And then eventually you get to the point where you're like, yeah, I should probably do this with other people because everything I'm learning is somewhat pointless unless it's with other people. <laughs> That's we enjoy having you around here. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I guess. Like the irony is strong that you started with like one obnoxious instrument and ended up doing something much louder and much more obnoxious. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very quiet drummer. That's the... Are you? Yeah. Everyone is always like, oh, the drums are so good, and also everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have that prominent sound, especially when we're playing, like, drums. <laughs> mm -hmm. that's, that's so awesome. Well, kind of speaking about sound in that way, then, how you kind of started to put together your band sound. Oh, gosh. It just, just, just kind of happened. Like, yeah. um, I think that early on, I brought a bunch of songs that, like, I had just written in my room and needed like had no idea how they would sound and then we suddenly like started bringing them in from everyone else's repertoire because like we do quite a lot of stuff like we write the bulk of something like the words and the chords or whatever and then all the words in the bass line and like bring it in um and then everyone kind of adds their bit and we tweak it until it sounds good together and that's kind of how it always seems to happen <laughs> um yeah and like a lot of this is also born from the fact that like none of us have like none of us have had gear until now like we we literally all bought our first pedals this year and stuff we're very much playing with the the like things that are just available on amps um like so, so currently we yeah. we but up, up until very recently we've had one pedal for for the entire band and oh my gosh yeah like <laughs> i have like i have four pedals and i just haven't figured i haven't bought a power supply 
And I think that that's like a very relatable problem here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got, well, I now use two pedals, one of which is a tuning pedal. The other one is an overdrive pedal. Uh, it's a guitar overdrive that I used to just, I, I don't usually have it too overdriven um, unless it's um, on, on a couple of songs I do. But on, on some of them, it's just like for the bass solo bit in, in I Wanna Do Things. Mm -hmm. it's, I don't think it actually is on the recording so much, but on, on now I try and make it a little bit cleaner. But I'm inherit potentially inheriting a, a compressor from a friend, so that should be cool. Can't wait to um, make everything sound very 80s. Oh yeah, <laughs> a bass clone uh, as well, chorus pedal, which sounds very 80s. I recently found out that there's a chorus, not a chorus, there's a pedal called the Baby Wah, and I really want it just for the name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna so, have a use for that. So this is basically how it, it happened. Yeah. Like, so, oh, this metal sounds cool. Maybe we should get it and see what it sounds. Like. And then none of us do it. And most of the time, it's come to a venue. I don't own an amp yet. It's a thing. Yeah. It's in progress. So when we turn up to a venue, it's like, right, let's just plug in, see what it sounds like, and hope for the best. Kind of thing. Usually, like, everyone's been really nice to us about it. Someone was like, we were, after our second ever gig, someone was like, oh, I really like that clunky thing your guitar does. I had to be like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely meant to happen. <laughs> awesome. Hey, you make do and. If I remember right, you, you haven't been a band for that long either. Was it this year that you kind of officially started? We like, so Delphine and Ripley and I got together in November last year. Okay. So, um, but then Jordan joined us, like we, we played a lot like in our, in our space without a drama and with various other drummers and then Jordan joined us as like oh, like late February early March yeah so we yeah. have we've been a band officially like what is it now it's October like seven months yeah we played yeah. our first gig in May yeah th no that's really impressive that you're starting to put together like so much in that time frame because that's not a whole lot of time to get as far along as you have that's really impressive to me Thank you. We played our first gig and then the day after we recorded the first EP. So, <laughs> in the same place, yeah. How did that gig go? Tell me about it. Really, really fun. You should talk about it. You yeah. Do a good job. <laughs> um, yeah, no, First Timers Fest was, was, was amazing. It was, it was definitely, I think, one of the best experiences of my life. It was, it was just every band's first gig and everyone had varying amounts of experience or like number of songs they had and just it was such a positive atmosphere um it was it was just everyone was like everyone was rooting for you and and everyone was like in the same boat and then um like i i'd been to a lot of the workshops so i'd met a lot of the people who were in the other bands so it was really cool seeing people that you know i'd been in a singing workshop with and then and then they're singing and you know and um we, we played, it, again, because it was First Timers Fest and we just happened to be the last band on the bill, we had the largest audience we've ever had, I think. Probably. Um, yeah, yeah it, was, it was quite full and then all, all of our friends were there and it was, yeah. It was, yeah, it was very, like, very sweet and heartwarming. And, like, you would, like, two, Ripley and I are both on the organizing committee for next year's now. Yeah. For oh, next awesome. Year's festival. So it's, like, it's something that was very much stuck with us in the week. I think that a lot of bands have that, like, there are, a lot of people from the previous festivals on that committee who like have just taken it to heart and kind of still do it all the time um so i think yeah that's not like a, a unique experience but it's it's been really cool yeah definitely it has to be at that point for you to want to step up and be a part of it, the whole process again and being able to kind of i'm sure like cultivate and encourage more people to have an experience like what you did hmm. yeah definitely like it's 
it was it's just been really great to meet so many people through like it was it was kind of like um if we had just started doing this without like without doing it through first timers it would have been really weird and difficult to get gigs or to do anything whereas i think almost because of first timers it was like literally everyone that we even vaguely knew of in the scene in london knew who we were in like one day yeah or like within people were talking about us which is kind of wild so a, a lot of bands yeah in the london diy scene have, have come through first timers fest or, or like just bought it um were involved in some way um which is quite cool and and yeah i, I had a big geek out because um we we met um some of the members of iron brunette who i'd i'd you know seen on stage for the first time at the garage like a couple of weeks previously forgot to introduce myself and just loudly declared how much i liked their music <laughs> like an absolute geek so like it's definitely yeah. been pivotal to like some of the friends that we've made in the scene as well um oh. like it's it's a really small scene and people are a lot nicer than well than i thought they would ever be mm. like there's no there's no like snobbery or like anything about it it's just like people are very nice here that's yeah. so important well damn i mean i've been talking about going to london for years but now i feel like when i do i'm gonna have to come hang out with y'all and like really experience your diy scene because it sounds awesome i mean you absolutely do have to hang out with us <laughs> <laughs> it's a rule now it's the law <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's binding this 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 is binding you're it's coming and you're hanging out with us <laughs> solemnly swear i will be there <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so cool to me. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to hear that. So have you been able to play shows ever since then? A little bit more? Yeah, deep? like it yeah. took us probably a couple of months to get our second gig and then I and Brunette actually gave us our second gig. Wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that was really cool. And then after that, they kind of just rolled in really. Like we haven't had that much. I did a couple of like applications, but we haven't really had that much trouble um getting <laughs> we actually had to turn a fair few down this winter because like a, um, a couple of us are on like we can't we can't play for medical reasons or because we're away or whatever so we're just mm -hmm. taking after after next week we're pretty much off for winter and mm. we've had to turn stuff down which is really sad but also really cool um it's like it's been very nice to just get shows like that i think people like the word got around quite quickly that's so great yeah yeah, I got to play with a few bands that I've I've paid money to see. Yeah, which is wild. Well. And it's like, what we're playing with Charmpit, we're playing with Gemma Freeman and the Cosmic Something. Like, you know, what's what's going on? Like, it, it's it, yeah, it's been a dream. It's been great. Mm. That's to be really validating for you to know that, like, you know, these really these bands you respect are the ones that are like, you know, they're reaching out to you or talent buyers are or whatever. That's gotta feel good. Yeah, it really, it really does. It's really cool to like get an email and someone's like, oh, we want you to play. And even if you can't, you're still like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's so neat. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. I love hearing those kind of stories where people are starting to get these, this like momentum and these opportunities. Yeah, I like, I think that it's been, like it's been very positive overall. Like some, I think we haven't really done that much work to get gigs. Mm. Hopefully, hopefully our good fortunes will continue. We have like a couple of gigs lined up for the new year, which is nice. And lots of lots of people who are like, I'll reach out to you in March. <laughs> that's good though, because that starts to set the tone for next year and stuff. So that's very good. <laughs> yeah, like we're we're excited to do things and maybe even tour if we figure out how what the big secret yeah. is. <laughs> 
the day job. <laughs> I feel like that's that's the greatest mystery, and I still don't know how people do it, but I admire them for it. <laughs> I, I imagine with like a military schedule and a lot of organization, you can probably just about manage it. But we are uh, we all have busy lives. We all mm-hmm. have busy lives. Like so, it's it's a it's a juggling exercise. Um, but it's doable with enough planning. I'm sure we can manage it. Hmm. Maybe that can be one of the the goal for next year yeah. must do a tour we have yeah. a, we have a big goals and strategies talk coming up so Ooh, <laughs> yeah that's, yeah. Yeah. that's I exciting to show off to uh, my uni friends because i went to uni in the north so i have a lot a lot of friends in northern cities and i want to go because i love the north and i want to eat like chips and gravy again but also um i do want to be like friends drinking bovril at work no. Okay. No, fine. but I had a cold and I did consider drinking bovril. Bovril is gravy. It's it's a gravy drink. It's chicken. Oh wow. Chicken. I don't like hot drinks. It's, so, <laughs> it's it's I had a cold and, and I didn't want I don't like coffee it's or tea. Terrible. So. It's, it's not it's good. terrible. It's terrible. It's <laughs> awful. I hate it. I'm French by the way. It's and so I just do not approve of bovril. It's just I'm from the north and I do not approve of bovril. Okay, so <laughs> It's not a drink. It's just like a, a sauce. You've yeah. entered a very passionate and very British discussion. You can't drink it. You can't. Doesn't mean you should. You can just doze yourself in lemps instead. Sorry, we're just having these really hot, heated debates. We've never talked about this before. <laughs> Maybe that's something we can address in, in the podcast. Yeah. That's that's for the strategy talk. <laughs> that's going to be a part of the strategy going forward. on Bovril. It's a jar of paste that you like. Basically, you can get a spoon of it, put it in hot water, and it turns into like a gravy. Like drink. miso, but worse. <laughs> like a chicken stock like it's, it's a gravy it's like the meaty version of marmite nom, 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 nom. and no i'm sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna have to disagree on it. like i can see how you like it if you're sick because yeah. you're just like huh, a nice big salt it's meat the, thing everything you can taste yeah. <laughs> and dad spreads it on toast so you know yeah, it's worse. yeah proof that it's not a drink <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like it might be better. Like maybe like chicken lovers on toast. Oh, I mean, okay. yeah, you're cool. Like I'm, I'm not not helping. I'm gonna bring no. us to the next uh, next gig is band snacks. No, <laughs> I put now. I'm using my one veto now. <laughs> Sorry. You only get one veto as a band. Well, <laughs> as I've, a band I've, member. I've just decided we are getting a veto. We, we get one veto, and it's right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we are we are allowed multiple vetoes, but this has been an almost unanimous veto. I'm like, I'll just put bubble at home. I don't care. I can do what I want. That's so <laughs> stop you. I'm gonna drink it tonight and send you guys a picture. <laughs> as long as we can't in the mug, there is plausible deniability. Uh, <sighs> That's so yeah, funny. Yeah, like, we digress. We digress. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> I think we've veered past it, so <laughs> that's all. It's all good. I love this conversation so much. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you could tell me a bit about what it was like writing and recording your first EP. Congratulations, by the way. This just dropped recently. Um, what did you expect? I got it off the internet. I love the name, first of all. But tell me about how you put that all together. So we so literally the day after our first gig our friend Marcelo um who is like the hero of the DIY scene that has recorded many first timers bands got us together in 
DIY space for London and we like sat there from 11 till about 4 p.m. and recorded the instrumentals for six songs, five of which we ended up using. Wow. And then we had a, we had an overdubs day later on for like vocals and bits of lead guitar that we'd missed and stuff like that. Um, like it was it was really fun and very very intense. Um, and it was pretty much just a repertoire of stuff that we had put together. Like that those were the five songs that we played at our set. Um, there wasn't like that much of a theme to them or anything, but they ended up fitting together quite nicely into like a mix of spooky and angsty songs. <laughs> so you did she. So in that case, then you recorded live, so you all played it once and just had it all yeah. mic'd up. Yeah, exactly. that's fun. I love that, and that's so neat because it probably felt fresh for you because you just played all those songs live then. Yeah, like like a couple of them like were yeah we haven't played live as well like yeah uh, mystery ink didn't go live till a bit later because I couldn't sing and play guitar at the same time that much bass um, ah. also bass guitar <laughs> and sing um, at the same time um, I, I was I was singing backing but I hadn't quite quite got it all together for leaves um, yeah it was it was an interesting experience actually because obviously I'd never done this kind of stuff before and I don't think many of us had mm -hmm. and um, it was it's great because each of the first the first takes were always good but then as you retake them it, it becomes a bit tricky because you want to play the whole song great in one in one go and then anxiety might kick in it's like oh must not miss this and must not you know be out of time and there was a few times when we actually had to stop take a break and start again because we're just too engulfed in the song we were actually recording mm. and I think it's a learning experience and it's good fun I think we might well, as we go on if we have more songs to record it might be something that we do more the, as an ad hoc situation rather than like as a, as a every time we record something something we'll do it live Kind of yeah like we might do it differently next time and like experiment with different ways of recording i think also marcella was like really helpful for that day having like a day where we recorded we weren't really anticipating recording like all five songs we were just like oh let's see what we get done um and it turned out really really well um but that was definitely because he's such like a nice and chill person to be around and is like he was very good at like keeping us calm and being like oh it's not a big deal if you missed it let's take a break let's take a minute he, like very good at helping us all with our emotions through the day. I think that his tagline is literally like emotional and sincere above all, which yeah. is like such a good tagline to have as a recording artist. <coughs> is a recording artist the right word? Or is that, does that mean an artist who is recording? No. Well, a sound, a sound just artist. A, just a great guy. It's an yeah. all around great guy. That's so nice to have, because then you have that kind of person encouraging you and, like, being patient with your sound. Mm. And, like, he's recorded a lot of the, a lot of the bands from first timers who are just, like, finding, finding their sound and figuring out what they want to do, which, so it's, it was really cool to be part of that legacy. That's so neat for you. Well, I love to hear that. And you were able to put down, you said, six songs total, but you ended up using five of them. Yeah. Um, how do you narrow down which ones you wanted to include? Um, like the sixth one. This guy had a drop. Jordan yeah. used his veto. Yeah, no, that was the veto. <laughs> so no, no, really. Mystery Inc. and the one that we didn't record, they were like sort of fresh and new. Yeah, so we weren't, we like, weren't like a hundred percent on them. And Mystery Inc. just turned out better. And the other one, uh, it's like it wasn't quite as done as mm. it could have been. And like the version we have now. Yeah. It's way, way better. 
Save that yeah. one for the full length. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's going to be, it, it'll be good to get it out, but I think that, like, it was good not to rush it because mm -hmm. we, we, we didn't want to compromise on something that we'd only just written and, like, even the songs that we play now, like, that we have on the EP, like, we play them way different. They, they've had a lot of, like, breathing room and they've grown a lot, so it's been good to give give the other songs on there the space to maybe be something else when they're finally recorded. Yeah, I guess it was fresh enough as well that because the because um, we were we were over planning on overdubbing the lead guitar for that one anyway, and it had so many parts that Delphine was stood with a list of the the parts of the songs, and was oh, cheerleader yeah. style signaling, and then and then doing a C shape for for chorus. chorus. Kind of like YMCA Basically, style. I was just conducting everyone as to the structure of the song because it was oh that new. Yeah, we, 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 we didn't we didn't well we couldn't remember. By, on top of our heads, the structure of a song, and because I, I've not written a lead part yet, because I'm usually the last, the last bits that gets added because I, it takes me so long to write things. The icing like, sugar. Yeah, it's just like it just runs everything a bit, like a bit uh, towards the end, and so I'm not nothing to do when they were recording that song. So I was literally like conducting everybody uh, in all the each part of the songs to try and and have a, an actual the actual structure with we've written rather than some random bits of song everywhere. We also didn't have an ending. Yeah, <laughs> we, sort of like, we really like just chanced that. It just, it's like, <laughs> in the recording, Marcelo just like turns it down. So <laughs> like really abruptly. Right. So there's no more, it yeah. doesn't get any more DIY than this. I actually, I, I really like that version of it, but it's just for me. <laughs> I think it was because that, that and Mystery Inc, because they were so new, were basically, we'll do, we'll do the other four. Mm. Um, and they, they were, we were very comfortable with those. And then, because we hadn't even played those two live, and then Mystery Inc. and the other song, Mystery Song, but not Mystery Inc. Field <laughs> um, <laughs> at some point soon, hopefully. But um, yeah, those, those two are basically, if we get them out, great. Uh, but you know, if we don't, no pressure. You know, no, no pressure. And then just, just luckily Mystery Inc. Um, oh, no. made it on, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, I love people, that song. people are just gonna have to Thank come you. and and see us live, and then you'll get to see all the songs. Yeah. And I mean, we play it live. So. Yeah, yeah, we do play it live. And people who like friends are like, oh, they're annoyed that it's not on there. So that's hopefully good sign. Who's is good? Yeah, yeah. They're just you know. The next song we write will force us into the position of maybe having to kick some songs out of our set, which is like. Ooh. <laughs> a big dramatic time. Must finish the one song I've written then. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure's yeah. on. Yeah, it's coming to a point where now we have, we need to, we went, because Ishani and Emma, uh, Ripley, sorry, um, write a lot of songs and it's at some point, sometimes it's like, right, I've got these two new songs. And, uh, can we just finish the ones that we already started writing? Because it's getting a bit, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming to a point where we ha we're going to have too much material we have, for we have a half an hour and also too much material to finish to, to like, we kind of will probably have to focus a little bit and then get them out, get maybe a full length album out of, out of the bits that we don't have yet finished. We've got, we got like five or six like sort of bits kicking around. So yeah, like, we have like, a lot of kicking around. like full songs, but like quite cool little things yeah, yeah. Twiddles. so yeah we finished so then we can actually put them in somewhere that they're going to be um taken care of we also yeah we also have a fair amount that's like finished and ready to record whenever we do which is kind of a cool position to be in oh yeah because then there's plenty for you to just pull from then at that point hmm. Hmm.
That's so awesome. Well, I do want to talk to you a little bit about Mystery Inc. as a song because I love it, first of all. Um, the imagery, of course, like you think with the song title, very much like Scooby-Doo, but I pictured Buffy the Vampire Slayer Scoobies. Yeah. Was that something you might you were going for? Um, so I, I, that was, I think well, that was the first set of lyrics that I ever wrote end-to-end. Uh-huh. Um, so I'd, I'd written I'd written musical bits for the other songs, um, but I'd had a, a Ishani help me with the lyrics, or um, like what was it? Mom, I want to be a greaser. I, I wrote a lot of the lyrics and I couldn't finish it, and Ishani helped me finish those. Um, but Mystery Inc was the first one of our end to end lyrics wise, and um, basically there was there was this. I was listening to a podcast um, mm. called Law. Um, and they did an episode about Highgate Cemetery, um, mm. and it was it was this, this absolutely wild story um, about how in in the 1970s in London um, there's this old Victorian cemetery that had become dilapidated and overgrown, and there were two rival groups of vampire hunters that would sneak into the cemetery to look for vampires, like in the, in the 70s, right? <laughs> And, and it, yeah, it's absolutely wild. And like one of them got arrested for like, because they reckon they were doing some sort of like occult stuff, like with some of the Victorian remains, right? And what, one of the guys was like very um, like waistcoat and like, you know, I am a vampire hunter and I'm very <laughs> smart. And the other guy, there's like an old news footage of it and he, he like jumps over a fence and he's very like wavy gravy, shaggy from Scooby Doo, sort of like. <laughs> Yeah, and they're posing with their stakes and, and that really, really caught my imagination like I went I went to visit there as well they filmed some hammer horror vampire stuff there with Christopher Lee nice uh, you know and I uh, I was really inspired by that so I, w- I wanted to write a song about it so I thought it's the 70s so you want to be hunting vampires but you want to be going to parties at the same time um, the two strands of vampire hunter <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> that, that was kind of the inspiration and to be honest when it came out and um, we were singing it back like I was like this does make me think of Buffy a bit. Like it was unintentional. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, going staking vampires, but you want to get to the bronze before the bands are on, right? Exactly. I love it. It was so good. And it, it gave me that like initial imagery, but I love your story behind it because if anything, I'm not usually one who's big into like the the horror style, like spooky stuff, but I think because you maybe intentionally applied almost like a little bit of like a 70s rock style to it. Yeah. It, it, I feel like it fitted it and it made it very like upbeat and fun and I'm like yeah you know what I'm not usually the type of person to go like hang out in a cemetery but I think I'd be down with this band <laughs> in London there's nothing to do except hang out in cemeteries it's so goth I love it there's so many so many to choose from <laughs> is that your favorite one then <laughs> Well, for the next time you come, well, next when you come around and hang out with us, we can actually do a cemetery tour for the cemeteries in London. I think there are like twenty. It's a good, good one down the road. Oh, there you go. <laughs> a good one down the road. Highgate <laughs> Cemetery is one of the most famous cemeteries in London, I think. You have to pay to get it. Yeah. You have to pay to get yeah. it. It's only twelve pounds, I think. Oh, no, that's for the tour. It's for like, the tour. It's oh, just, if you just yeah. want to go look at some tombstones. Like the other side is the one with <laughs> it's like, like six quid. What do they? Do they like? Oh, they walk you around the famous but, tombstones. I yeah, see. Yeah, the, the Victorian side's really nice, yeah. and they have like loads of really just interesting stories about. The, the Victorians did loads of strange things. There's a lot of strange people. This sounds very wonderful. <laughs> they take you into the intellect like, crypts. Anyway, mm. it will be fun. You should come <laughs> to London. <laughs> Sweet. I can't wait. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. 
Just expo- just exploring cemeteries with break of haircut. I'm down. <laughs> so, so <laughs> that was one of my favorite songs on your EP. But tell me about yours. Maybe what was each of your favorite songs that you got to write and record, and why did you love them? Jeez. Um, I love um, I love Greaser because it's just so much fun. Yeah, it's, really it's really fun to play. It's quite a beat as well, and I don't know. I get to do uh, to do funny dances on stage, so that's <laughs> kind of fun. Because <laughs> there's quite a few beats I don't. Well, there's a couple of things I don't play. Also, I get my first solo, which is yeah. like, Wah! yeah, that was <laughs> my first and only solo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, the one that I've written that is different from uh, lead line. Yes, that's the first one. Um, and I don't know. I just find that song really, really fun. Mm. Um, we, so, have, yeah. we have dance moves for it. Oh, yeah? I'm excited to see that. Delphine does them on stage when she's not soloing, which is really fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I just pass the time. <laughs> I, I, also, I also really like Greaser. I think it was my most, like, it was my favorite, and it has, like, one of the, like, underestimated lines that I'm most proud of, which is about getting your hair cut off being, but being scared that it makes you a poser. Yeah, I love that line. Like, that's, uh, that's the only, I think that was maybe my only real contribution to that song. Like, Ripley is like, oh yeah, she finished that song off. I think I just added that. <laughs> you, you have me kind of form a structure around it, and then I have Oh like, yeah. Because I, I wanted to do a bum 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 And then you're like, how about a 12-bar blues? I and, love the 12-bar blues. And can't, it, can't do nothing without it. It's so cool. And it was just all the greaser cliches, because uh, when I was in school in America, I read The Outsiders at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Essie Hinton, great, great story. But I think we were meant to get out of it was like learning about how you know gangs were bad and <laughs> stuff like that. And thirteen-year-old uh, me just got that I wanted a leather jacket and a switchblade and motorbike. <laughs> and I was like, this is you're great. most of the way there. You carry like a penknife everywhere. Penknives are legal here. I'm just going to stress this. Yeah, it's they... a useful multi-tool. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. What about you, John? Oh, uh, lovely. I've forgotten what songs are on there. <laughs> so I'm going to check. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have our CD? I do. Oh, oh my. Yeah. It. <laughs> I mean, I didn't like write any of these ones. These were mostly the songs that sold from the set. So it's just sort of a. Like, Mystery Inc. was the only one that I'd written the actual drums for. But. Uh, Berlin's really good. Like, you've added your own flavour to a lot of them as well. That's like, definitely the drums true. are very different from like how we started with them with your your drums. And I love all the symbols you put on the end of Berlin as well. Like although that might be more if more we were to pull out the first yeah. recordings of the songs when you were not with us, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you they are much different now and they're much better now as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why the shit on the others? <laughs> no, it's not that it's just... bashful. <laughs> It's not so much about, yeah. you know, the other dramas were not good. It's just like, it wasn't... They together. Well, yeah, yeah we, we just started. Come on. Yeah. Like, I, I've actually pulled out. Our first rehearsal was the 19th of November last year. Which took us a whole three weeks from hanging out for the first time to getting record, like getting into a studio. That's so typical. <laughs> <laughs> so my favourite, I, I, still, I still love Berlin. Why mm. um, like, can't I be cool enough to move to Berlin? Um, I am frequently seen singing along at the back of the stage. We all are, um, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's so catchy. 
Um, Ishani's lyrics are very smart and catchy mm -hmm. on that one, um, which which I really enjoy. Um, I, I had to check to make sure I wasn't singing it loud enough on the small stage that I was hollering it. <laughs> Although I was away from a mic, I realised that's small. Let's let's turn that down. Um, and yeah, my, my favourite, I love the bit in between, particularly, I love the bit in between, so you have the end of the first chorus, and it just, it just everything speeds up, and the whole band comes in, mm -hmm. just strumming away, and I just, I always get lost on that, in that on stage, and I absolutely adore it, and then we go into the single note, like, second verse, um, yeah, and it's, 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 it's I, I, I'm really into that one, I'm always bouncing around the stage on that one, um, I love, I love the little melody as well. I was quite proud of that. Um, the bass melody, that. yeah. I really like that. It makes it like, it has such like a 80s vibe to it. I, it's yeah. very much a standout for sure on that song. And I, Berlin's very catchy. I think that's what I love about it. It's just, it's just all around catchy. There's so many different elements I can kind of fixate on each time I listen to it. And like, sometimes it's the bass, sometimes it's the lyrics. It's just, there's so much going on there that I love. Yeah, people have said it's actually, I don't know if it's because of the way the song is written, but people have said it's actually, it's one of the songs that gets stuck in their heads. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. They actually come out of the gig and, and humming Berlin out of, out of all, all the songs we play, Berlin is the one they find stuck in their head, like an earworm kind of um, style. So it's actually quite nice to know that. So Yeah. There's like yeah. kind of like a, almost like a pop sensibility though to the chorus. It's very catchy. It's very simple. And like, I think everybody can just kind of just sit there and bounce along to it very easily. It's, it's so smart. Yeah, I, 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 I had, had fun writing them. Like, that was, that was, I think that might have been the slowest song I've ever written. Because I, I wrote the two verses, like, months apart. For, for about, like, two months, we just didn't have words for the second, for the second, wait. I, no, because, so, like, I wrote them... The second verse is about how I like I went to my GP and I asked for antidepressants and then like I when I ha when I finally got on Prozac it like literally gave me hives um, and I I'm trying to remember when that happened I think it was like the New Year yeah, so yeah. it took me ages to write that verse. In band practice, you're like Prozac's giving me hives. <laughs> oh no, so itchy. It was yeah like I think that's the longest I've ever taken to write a song because normally I just do them in like 40 minutes and that's <laughs> mm -hmm. the end of it. That one had a good payoff, though, for sure. And then, what is it about Berlin? I'm just curious. I'm not a European. I'm 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 over here in America. I'm just curious what it is about that for you. Like, um, I I actually have no real affinity with Berlin. I understand that <sighs> it's like, a very cool place to be, but for me, it was like that. I I know a lot of like tech bros who are like, oh yeah, I just want to move to Berlin. London is so like much all the time, you know. And like, <laughs> I just feel like if I if I move there, I'll be able to like get get a girlfriend and settle down that's so funny because they're british but like <laughs> like i know people like that and it's like i i was i kind of wrote it about it like from that sense of like oh i just want to move and then everything will be okay yeah that's so and funny that berlin is your equivalent too and i'm like hopefully everybody's listening is in philadelphia is not taking this as an offense but like everybody says that about philadelphia here in the u.s Mm. Oh, yeah, Philly's where all the cool bands are from. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's true. And that's like, I totally get the appeal, but it's really funny because I think like the equivalent here is definitely like Philadelphia or like Brooklyn. I think we all like, we also like kind of live in, uh, we live in like a very comfortable city with a very like thriving scene. So it's, it's, it's always weirded me out when people are like, oh yeah, I want to move to this other capital city that yeah. will be pretty much the same in a lot of different ways. <laughs> 
<laughs> no kidding, it's wild. Um, so that's like that's why I wrote it, and that's what it was about. And I just thought it was like a really funny lyric to have as a title. Oh, I love it! I love it! I think it's great. So, you know, you've spent some time together now writing some music. Of course, um, it looks like Jordan adding a spin on some of the music in that sense too. What are some things that you've learned about yourselves as like musicians and then maybe as people throughout the whole process? <laughs> as, um, as a musician, if I, I, I still find it hard to call myself this, but I guess that will do. Um, I think um, not being afraid of um, putting things down and exploring what you created in the sense that it takes me forever to write things but actually pushing through the i kind of have some i don't know if you can call it that but i have some kind of ptsd like symptoms every time someone asked me to write a solo due to when i was a teenager and my guitar teacher was just like go on just improvise and I was like, one does just not improvise like it's just i just don't do it and um i think I've learned to kind of push through that and not let the brain talk like the past talk and actually look forward and, and push through the, the, the anxiety and everything. And actually something comes out, eventually something comes out of it. It's a, it's a painful process in that, in a, in a way, but it's something good always comes from on the other side, like something happens and it's always been a nice feeling to say, Oh, okay. So now we've written all these bits and it, it sounds great. And, okay, let's just play it a bunch of times and, and yeah, and it's actually quite a nice thing. Mm. Um, as a person, I would say um, communicating is important, like talk about things, especially feelings, because otherwise they get bottled in and mm -hmm. everything. And funnily enough, people can't read your mind. So unless you tell them how you feel, then uh, they're not going to know. And I think that's a good, it's a good learning experience. Mm. That's so awesome. I'm so happy for your development like that. So cool. Thanks. <laughs> I think Delphine has been teaching like us how to do that. Yeah? Like, well, I'm, when, like when we started, when we were doing like the, the run up to the EP, um, like doing that press campaign, like getting home and just emailing people until I was tired. And it was, it was like, fine. I don't know why, like. Uh, but I, I just got super stressed with it all. Mm -hmm. um, and as I got stressed, I got like more and more grouchy until we finally like had a big conversation about it where everyone was like, like not going to name names, but someone is being a big grouch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about it. And like, yeah, and it was, it was, it was kind of really good to, to realize that like uh, th these people are my friends. Mm -hmm. and they value me and it wasn't just because I was doing like all this press stuff they just value me as a person and I'm allowed to like have needs um so like this really has been like teamwork 101 for me I haven't like the, I haven't really like in my in my job everything is like until now been quite cutthroat and difficult mm -hmm. so having an experience where people like want to help out and want to tag team on stuff and like actually how can I help you and they mean it Mm -hmm. is wild and really great um and it was nice to like have the realization that people can actually be like that that's awesome 
No. <laughs> I'll go, I'll do other things. Um, uh, as, as a musician, um, I think I've come on like loads, so as, as a bassist, and bass is pretty much the only instrument I know. Um, not many bands, I'm going to say, like, not many bands have allowed me to play the way I do in this band, so I'm, I'm allowed to, or allowed being such a harsh word, right? But no one's ever been like, no, you can't play a melody. I was like, can I play a bass solo? <laughs> and I want to do things, and everyone was like, yeah, okay, why not? I think the word you're looking for is encouraged, yeah. not allowed. Allowed is like you, yeah, you're finally allowed to play the thing that you want to play, no, it's like, it's yeah. I think nurtured and encouraged is probably yeah. that's the right word. Depiction. Yeah, like, it's, like I find it so fucking wild that no one ever did that before because like Rip, like sound guys like compliment Ripley to my face all the time. Like they're like your basis is fucking terrifying. Where did you find them? Terrifying <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. Like yeah, in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. So like, yeah, a lot, a lot of bands I've been in are just like you know playing the background, uh-huh. or, you know, or also like because because I've been the you know newest member of a band. It's, you know, a lot, a lot of bands I've been in have been like, um, there's, there's often been someone who's like, no, 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 I'm the writing one or I'm the singing one. So no one else. And they, they feel like, it feels like sometimes they're like, if anybody else has a go, that's threatening their role. Mm-hmm. And what I really like in this one is I was like, I mean, I'd like to have a go at writing. And everybody was like, yeah, cool. And then they helped me. And there've been times when I've been really stressed because I've, I've never, I've never written before. And everyone's been great, you know, and, and encouraged and helped and let me finish that. And then I, I was, I wanted to have a go at singing, but I didn't really know if I could sing <laughs> or not. Like, you know, and then, and then everyone's like, yeah, have a go. And then, and then I got to sing. I couldn't sing and play at the same time at the beginning of the year. And, and now on stage, well, I, I sing backing on all of our songs, but the cover and I sing lead on two songs on stage and, and one on the EP. Um, my grandma did not recognise my voice on the one that I sing <laughs> and complimented Greaser instead. And I was like, that's lovely, Nan, but that's not my voice. <laughs> She's like, you sure? And I was like, no, it's Ashani. <laughs> Which one did you sing? You're going to have to go back and listen and guess again. <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, so as a musician, I've just, just this amazing amount of growth and I'm, I'm hoping to keep keep learning and keep growing. You also wrote your first angsty this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did write my first angst song as well. So not just, not just Monsters. Uh, that's that's uh, hopefully uh, yeah coming soon on recordings. Um, as a person, um, I think because I've had such a mixed bag of experiences, what I've I've really found with this one is um, like it, it's it's occasionally and there's been a, a few points this year where I've been like based on previous experiences where I've, you know I've, I've thought oh no you know something's something's going to happen or based on something bad that's happened in a previous band I think oh people are going to react this way or like I kind of like should have been obvious before but I found out I had an anxiety this year Mm. and then I got like some CBT and stuff and I've been like oh you know if I ask this then you know they might react this way or they might you know kick me out or oh I don't know and every time I that's like popped in my anxiety everyone's reacted the complete opposite and everyone's just been so supportive and so kind and it's just every time it just kind of renews my faith in people just a little bit, which is, is really nice. That's so special. Because you haven't noticed we are friends. Yeah, like I, <laughs> like, I think like I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> like I just I never really like oh no, I never had friends that were like that openly supportive of me. So it was nice. Like people I think my friends probably are, but no one has been like, Oh, we are here for you. You are allowed to like be like, No, I'm not gonna do this thing and we will still like you. No one's ever like said that. 
I think it's, um, I guess, I keep mentioning it, but I guess I have, I was, I felt like that when I was in my 20s. Mm. And then it's been a bit, because I'm, I'm yeah, I'm a bit mid-30s now. And it's something that you, you learn the hard way. And then if you learn that fairly early on in your 20s, you realize that if you are a nice person, people are actually more likely to thrive around you rather than just being this unkind entity. Not that I was ever really unkind, but it's just if you're kind to people, they will be more likely to go to the moon and back for you. Mm. And I think that's if you start seeing and behaving in such a way, then it, it just generates positivity around you. And then people are likely to be more themselves and then they will share more and then you have such a more positive experience and coming to rehearsals is actually a nice thing to do rather than a, a chore. And yeah. I think well, it always has been like, it's yeah. always been really good. And it, then, then that some good stuff comes out of it. And, you know, I, I mean, mean I, I, like you said, it was hard, but I feel grateful that you guys have made it easy. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to buy time, but like, this... all that. I mean, well, it's not going to be as, uh, profound as, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have a big grouchy face. <laughs> oh, I'm, the, I'm the, the opposite. I have the zero, zero grouch. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite good when it's... I didn't realise that. It's quite good when it's all, it's all on fire. I'm like, all right, that's... It's yeah. exactly we, happening. The house is on fire. This is fine. This is yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jordan is pretty chilled. Yeah. Not gonna lie, it's like the chillest of them all. Yeah, that's but, so nice to have. Yeah, mm -hmm. cool as a cucumber. Musically, I guess it's all the stuff I've done. You know, the main thing I did was a brass band, and that is you play, you play just you get sheet music and you play as you play, play the song, and it's 200 years old. <laughs> And uh, there's no like no real creative process. It's all like very fun and like uh, boss nobis and stuff. But um, yeah, actually trying to think up stuff is a new experience. And like trying to find the balance between playing stuff that sounds good and fits with everyone else, but also isn't like like what you've just played and makes you want to smash your face against the wall. <laughs> So trying to strike that nice balance of like this is interesting to play, and also I'm going to have to play it like a thousand times. <laughs> like every song, every song we play, I've, we've we've played what a hundred times. Yeah, so like it's going to have at least enough to keep you interested, just for yourself more than even like the people listening. Because <laughs> we've heard it a few times. Like again, I've got to <laughs> I've got to hear. Well, so it's trying to find that nice balance where it's that interesting but also just like sounds good and isn't just like some awful noise core <laughs> <laughs> but uh that would be good though maybe we should do a couple of <laughs> <laughs> explore, explore different jars <laughs> i like we we had a phase where i was like oh we should try and really hard not to use like the exact same drum beat that we always use and everything just to make it interesting for him. It works really well. Everything sounds different now. Yeah, well, that's the that's like the game. The game is you <laughs> make it sound enough like everything else, but it's not quite the same. Yeah, that's good. That was perfectly profound, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my gosh. This has been so awesome. Um, and thanks for sharing so much of like your thoughts on your recording and working together and such. Um, so kind of with all that in mind, I'm kind of wondering what is something you want your listeners to get out of your EP? Have fun, yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting. Like, enjoy it. We have along. fun, it'd be nice if they had fun. I think, like, we've gotten a lot of responses that are like, Oh, it's fun, you can really tell they're having fun, and yeah. it's like, we want that for yeah. people. It's it's uh nice, and like, I don't know, some of the stuff that I write about, I want it to be like, lyrically, I like, I like kind of think of it as like, re- like millennials version of like the suicide joke where you're kind of like oh yeah like this isn't serious but it is nice to be like we're both equally depressed Mm. um but like that's mostly what I go for whereas I think everyone has different aspirations I just want people to put the music on loud and dance like (laughs) nobody's watching because that's the best way to enjoy music and that's how I do it usually so um yeah for anybody listening to our stuff just Turn it up up and dance because that's the best way. I agree. Make Delphine very happy. And it will make me so happy. (laughs) Actually have like people sending short clips of them to dancing like lunatics to the music. That'd be cool. Do it for Delphine. Hashtag do it for Delphine. (laughs) (laughs) Do it for me. It will make me so happy. I think that's fun. That's a a really good, that's, uh, yeah. Having fun and maybe like just yeah, for people to hope, hopefully people um, just just enjoy it and maybe you know, hold it like I a lot of music. My favorite music, I hold it quite dear to me, and you know I've associated it with a good time that I've had or something like that. And that'd be, you know, that's that's always the ultimate thing. If you listen to a song and you're like, I remember that. You know, it's, there's a couple of songs, but every time I listen to them, they put a bit of a string in my step. And they make me yeah, cool. and that's that's the ultimate goal. You know, maybe you're walking listening to it on your headphones and then you realize oh whoops I've been like walking like a cartoon character bouncing along <laughs> you know or I'm bobbing my head on the uh, you know the London Underground just like uh oh you know <laughs> didn't realize I was doing that you know or maybe someone's brain was being particularly hostile that day and then they listened to whatever song they had from us and actually suddenly the day got a bit brighter and mm. I think that's quite nice mm. for a bit of spark of joy yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be good. You all had nice answers. Please take what I said out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I think fun's I think fun's a resonating message here and I like that. That's so awesome. So but 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 speaking of fun, <laughs> what was your recent launch party like? Uh how's the response then to the EP? Oh my god, people came. It was great. <laughs> like we got there on the day, um, and the the person that we had been corresponding with about organizing it was Sorry. sick. The cat is uh, scratching itself. It's making like thumping She's like on a chair beneath the table and oh. like. She's, do you want to do you want to lift her up for the camera? I mean, no, she was a uh, she was like itching behind her ears, but she's just thumping. It was no. yeah. Our launch party was so much fun. No, oh. one, of cat, one of the cats. Oh my gosh, I love this cat. What an angel. Hello. Goodbye. Maisie. She was yeah, she was found in she was found in a bin outside. Oh, that's so fun. And rescued. Yeah. No, she's noisy. Yeah, she didn't 
She didn't know, I don't think. <laughs> I think she was fine with it. So. Naturally prone to, to yeah, rescue. I mean, she's so ungrateful now. So I didn't <laughs> realise she was, came from the bin. <laughs> That's how it goes. Lunch party. Our lunch party was like, so we got there and like, DIY space is a volunteer run venue. And on the night, no volunteers showed up for like, quite a while and then one person came who was like very helpful with us on door and running finances and stuff like three three or four people literally learned to do bar on the night like oh wow i don't drink much alcohol like jordan taught me how to make a vodka and coke (laughs) some combined like some combined skill sharing there um it, it was very off the cuff in some ways and like it was really stressful for a little bit but after after like we we had four four bands in total that night i think yeah. and we all of them were previous first timers people so it was nice to meet them all and like after after the night like started running it was way more fun oh, um, sure and, like people came which was great like people actually came uh we had a really good turnout like some of ripley's heroes were there um like i i'm friends with a few like a few people in bigger bands at the scene because i did girls rock this summer so a few of my friends from there came and like it was really cool to introduce them them to each other because like she clearly wanted to be introduced um our show was really fun we had cake afterwards and everyone sang us happy birthday break up haircut which was quite awkward but like in a nice way <laughs> that's adorable though <laughs> and like we were really scared that no one would eat the cake because it was kind of like it ha- we hadn't really organized when it would happen so it was like right at the end of the night but enough people stayed that it went very quickly oh good um, yeah it, and it was del- like marcello also made us that cake because marcello is the hero of the diy um, yeah, they make amazing vegan food. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not even vegan, and Marcel has converted me to thinking vegan food's tasty. It can be tasty. Like, That's how good that food is. Like Ripley doesn't eat vegetables unless they're hidden. Unless <laughs> they're <so> hidden. <laughs> so we have to smuggle it's vegetables. Like a small in child, food. I love it. We recently, like, uh, I was at a party with Ripley like last week. And Marcelo had made food, and she like rejected a, at one dish because it just looked like it had too many vegetables in it. <laughs> well, it it's a correct good. assessment. It did have a lot of vegetables I in did. it. I ate a spinach puff though. <laughs> I ate two spinach puffs. <laughs> bananas in it. That's <laughs> good. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> but it was it was a super fun night. Like everyone, I think, had a blast. Um, yeah, we we had fun, which was nice after like that. Like we we were all quite stressed out in the run up, so it was really really nice to like cut loose a little bit. I'm sure. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you had a great turnout. I'm glad there was cake. There should be cake at all DIY gigs. I'm making that now the law. Kind of agree. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, cake, <laughs> the time. The cake shout. We'll pass the motion <laughs> and put it to the board. <laughs> <laughs> No vetoes allowed. <laughs> no vetoes allowed. There will be cake. <laughs> oh, no. No toast with bovril. No, no. bovril. <laughs> it's worth a shot to try to sneak that in, right? Yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. The, way, the way that we sneak in vegetables for her. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should crumble everything into a paste for you. <laughs> yeah, what Vegemite is. Maybe oh, you're right. We can just give you. Is Vegemite? Wait, is Vegemite made of vegetables? I, th- I think it's just. Ve- I think it's just vegan. It's 
vegetable of mice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, Ishani taught me how to make my first, like, vegetarian meal, and it's, it's delicious. It's roast vegetables and halloumi in a pita bread. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> so you have to hide it in the pita bread? It's a show-off meal. <laughs> it is my show-off meal. I, I, I don't like cooking. You, you make it to indicate, like, oh yeah, I'm a real human and I eat veggies. <laughs> <laughs> I can cook stuff, like, make a vegetable. You don't need to worry. I'm okay. I eat the vegetables. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, Vegemite is um, <laughs> made from leftovers brewer's yeast extract with various vegetable and spice additives. It has That's, vegetables. It has, yeah. It's a vegetable additive and added. Like, is that a vegetable? I don't know. What does that mean? Potato, potato, you know. I'll count that as one of my five a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I shouldn't worry that you're going to get scurvy. So. Obviously, I was going to ask you what your um, plans for 2020 are. Clearly, Ripley needs more vegetables. Um, <laughs> but what else is going on for Breakup Haircut? <laughs> well, we're going to talk about it later. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had the meeting yet. The, but, uh, the big planning meeting is happening soon. We, ha we have high hopes. We is, have like... It's a real good, yeah. good answer. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, but, like, we have some like a, few, a couple of gigs booked already we're hoping to play more outside of london and get out of this town <laughs> um maybe play in berlin we could play in yeah. berlin i like i'm we have um we have a fan from berlin and she was like oh yeah i'll put you on when i go back and i was like that would be the coolest can you <laughs> transport <laughs> um a full hours worth of songs yeah maybe yeah. an yeah. hour's worth of songs yeah. We, ha we have them in the rehearsal studio, but it's because we talk a lot. For at no. least 45 minutes. I think we can get to 45 minutes. A listenable yeah. 45 minutes. <laughs> a total of one hour. I never know. Maybe uh, maybe we'll make plans for more recordings. Mm. Yeah. I think that would be like that would be nice to be able to do. We can't guarantee like a release, but like having the ability to record more would be cool. Mm. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, I'll, I'll have to follow up with you after the meeting has been had, but this all, <laughs> this all sounds awesome. Watch this space. We'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. So um, I always like to throw a really hard question at the end of the interview, and it's this. Um, if you could play with any three artists or bands, they can be currently active, or you can bring them back from the dead, who would they be? And you can each pick three if you want to, or you can vote as a group. You've got, got this. this. You got, got it. Oh. Hopefully, was prepared. Screaming females, sheer mag, and reviver. Oh my gosh, that is stacked. You belong on that lineup. Yes. Oh, oh no, I wanted one no. too, but no, uh, you you ruined you it. You it. You That's it. And your your victory like arm raise definitely made that cat look at you. So you committed. <laughs> Judged by the cat. Um. Wait. So this is like artists as a band. Oh man, we have a list. We had a list. We had a list. Um, I would say, I know it might not fit, but Green Day, My Chemical Romance, and Muse, because these are like three bands I quite like. But they they're not quite the our style, so I can I accept maybe MCR, but um, yeah, that, that would be me. Oh, I love that. Somewhere in, in the middle. So <laughs> you want to know? I haven't got any thoughts yet. I mean, I never had any thoughts. <laughs> pure gold straight from the sky out of your mouth yeah um, so what, 
Three bands, living or dead. Any. Living or dead. You can resurrect the dead. Do like, I kill the living ones? Gonna, gonna <laughs> like, or, uh, how many brass band anthems do you want on the bell? Yeah, I've got, I've got one of the old CDs. No, my thing is brass bands. <laughs> they recorded like an album of like classic brass band tunes. Can we not be in the middle old, of that? Old, not today. Not today. Old grandmas in the North love. <laughs> we can we can reserve that for the day that we drink all the Barbara. Yeah, it's a. Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. Respectable. Yeah. Uh, hmm. <laughs> so now I'm going to think for a second. Do they have to. No, no just any one. Their mind don't fit with. with yeah, so it'd be quite cool to play just because. Oh, no. You, did yeah. you come up with a. Yeah, you came up with a Checking yourself. I'm going to go. Just because they'd be good together as an interest, so you get Quincy Jones and with Slipknot together, so it's all <laughs> like pans and the drop D, <laughs> and like a full, full ensemble. What else? Ooh. One more, you got one, one more. more, and everyone else is recredited. Yeah, who's the what's a good, I don't know, what, what's like, what's the genre? ABBA. Um, I can't yeah. play with that. And then and Abra and Slipknot do a cover together. What do they cover? I don't know. Abra doesn't cover Queen. themselves. No, no. Oh. Slipknot sing Waterloo with them. <laughs> that's, that's so aggressive. This, this, guy, this guy's the limit. That's, that's like gonna haunt me. Yeah. What are your three? Um, oh god, my three. Okay, so I'd, I'd love to play with the mountain goats. I think they're super fun. And I really mm. like, um, I, I really like John Daniel's work. I would definitely pick ABBA. ABBA, fantastic. Yesterday at work, we listened to the entirety of the Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia 2 soundtracks. <laughs> um, and it was great. And third, I had an answer and I've forgotten it. Like, that's... Converge. <laughs> Converge can be your third. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'd love to play with Converge. They're great. They're really good. Sure, I'll take them as three. <laughs> Jordan and I both have like we we, 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 share, we share some metal influences. <laughs> Very quietly outside. Hey, I listen to metal. Yeah. Do you listen to Converge? I don't know who they are, I don't but I'm sure are either. But... Iron Maiden are great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got our 12 down. Did, yeah. did you get all three in? Me. Quincy yeah. Jones, yeah. not ABBA. Yeah. Well, we've overlapped on ABBA. We can't yeah. overlap. That's why you have Oh, wait. Yeah, but that means I'm on two. Yeah. Oh. We yeah. just really I'll like take, ABBA. I'll take another lot of ABBA. pop. <laughs> do, I, would you pick Lady Gaga? You have a, no, like, you have a Lady Gaga shirt. I do, but I just, I just bought that. Out of spite, no. <laughs> <laughs> I always just assumed that you were a legit fan. I like some of it, no, because I went to uni by the O2 and Lady Gaga <laughs> was playing. I, I just, think I went to that gig. Yeah, I remember leaving, like leaving uni at like nine or something, and there was just like all these fourteen-year-olds like leaving, and there's just these like group of girls just like weeping, like proper full tears streaming out their face, I'm like, oh my god, these girls are like, they just went to see Lady Gaga and just got 
absolutely wrecked and now they're feeling sick and she just was like crying she's like i'll never see anything so good ever <laughs> gaga has a way of doing that to people <laughs> my young life destroyed yeah like a whole <laughs> this 14 year old girl is never going to experience anything as good as that <laughs> oh sweetie you've got a long journey ahead yeah and then my uh <laughs> And my friends just used to work behind the mouth. <laughs> so I would just go and steal t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that yeah, is that's, that's, that's that's well, joke. <laughs> if, I, if I get next ride, I'd pick like Nature Milk Hotel. They have a really good accordionist who is great on stage. <laughs> it would probably be great for collabs. I love I'm, it. Like claim the, claim the three for everyone. Claim, claims the fourth for everyone. <laughs> So right, I burst out with three, then forgot one, then was like, mm. okay, alas, like exuberance is my undoing. I think with a, I think with a number of bands that you've shared, uh, you're gonna play with at least a couple of them at some point. So that's the whole point of me asking that question. Is always I like to send vibes into the universe that you get to play with at least some of your dream artists at some point. And I don't know, with these European tours, they're always really open. It seems like to local acts, so you never know. That's very sweet. Cast a spell. I will. I have witchy powers. I always see bands end up having some really awesome opportunities come up within a year of recording the podcast. So consider that my spell is cast. We'll count. (laughs) (laughs) We'd have known that beforehand. (laughs) 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 I have a still going. (laughs) I can't I can't pull miracles. I can't do miracles, but you never know. For all we know. A reason to come back. To come back. To reform and start. Yeah. Back. They, could, um, they couldn't get one yeah. in the whole world. Yeah. Not one but not one man wants to play you without that. Have an hour and a half of material. You've only got one hour. We need someone to fill 30 minutes. <laughs> now. A volunteer is tribute. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining me, everybody. This has been such a blast. Um, where can everybody keep up with Breakup Haircut on the internet? You do it. <laughs> You're a social media person. Nominated. Um, right, so yeah, we have, we have Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and also then we have Bandcamp. Um, All of so- the usernames of Breakup Haircut with no spaces, no capital letters, nothing. They're just just the just the ones. Yeah, Bandcamp. So on Bandcamp, you can uh, listen to and download copies of our EP. Um, you can also order uh, physical copies of our EP through Hell Hath No Fury Records. They're our label. Um, also, we we should have done this as well. Big shout out to Holly from Hell Hath No Fury as well. Yes, she is um, fab. Really, really supportive to us and just to the DIY scene as well. She so. literally put out our. She she agreed to put out our EP based on like some fuzzy phone recordings, which is just like great. Absolute hero. That's so wonderful. I think that yeah, that's all we can be found uh, on the internet. Um, yeah, you can also stream us on all major streaming platforms. Yes, oh, yes. We're, we're on, on Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> Follow us on Spotify. Okay, you hear that's important. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Thanks so much for hanging out with me, everybody. This has been awesome. Thanks for having us. That's been great. Yeah, it's been really good.
just heard Breakup Haircut. They put out an irresistibly fun release and what did you expect? I got it off the internet, so be sure to let your ears consume it. You better be, considering you're listening to all their awesome music on this episode. Um, but be sure to follow and support Breakup Haircut online and wherever you access your music. They're an awesome band, they deserve all your support, and hey, we like we like our British punks over here. Um, that's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and so many more apps. Want to tell me you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. Give me your stars. I love all the reviews that are out there, but hey, we need some fresh ones if you don't mind. Um, so for more news, thoughts, feels, or just all the podcast episodes, you can visit angrygirlmusic.com. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work and let's chat. Till next time, stay angry. And openly support all your friends. They deserve it. And they'll give it back to you too. Bye for now.